A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Don't find a love like ours, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. My name's Marcus Speller and Jim Campbell's here. Hello, Marcus Speller. Luke Moore's also with us. All right. And Pete Donaldson is not. No, let's not dwell on the MIA. negatives, though. <laughs> or the positives, as <laughs> yeah. some people may say. Well, no, we'll certainly dwell on the positives, no matter what happens. Uh, speaking of positives, Jurgen Klopp. Yeah. He's in the bloody league, isn't it's he? brilliant already. Mm. He's had a song written about him by uh, Matze Knopp. I'm, I'm going to go with there. Um, it's called I Want to Be Like Jurgen Klopp, quite simply. Yeah, it's, it's to the tune it. of Usher's... Um, I'm not sure what the song is, but the chorus is I want to make love in this club, D- frankly, disgustingly. Oh. Um, but it's to the, <laughs> to the tune of, of that song, and it's I want to be like Jurgen Klopp. I think I've seen the YouTube video of it, but I didn't um, know it was a rip-off of an Usher song. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Um, I, I think that Jurgen now already feels like he's got his feet well and truly under the desk. Yes. Good to have. I was disappointed not to see a baseball cap on the touchline. No. Yeah. But it was a tracksuit. All right, we'll is, come to that in a minute. giving us all the things we're going to learn to love. Yeah. We did, another a prominent German was wearing a baseball cap, but we'll come to that in a minute. Um, if you could write a song about a manager or uh, dedicate a song, something like that, produce a song, whatever it may be, to a manager, Jim, mm. what would you come up with and who would you give it to? Well, I think a manager, the expression? a manager who needs cheering up quite a lot mm. right now is our old lovable rogue, old Timmy Sherwood. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah, Diamond Geezer Tim. Because, uh, you know, it's not going so well at Villa and um, simply what I would have is I would team up with uh, Leandro Bakuna to sing him a rendition um, uh, well uh, well, Bakuna Matata just yeah. going to come straight out with it obviously <laughs> from the Lion King um, first verse would be Bakuna Matata what a wonderful phrase Bakuna Matata ain't no passing craze it means no worries for the rest of your days probably about about 11 you reckon <laughs> yeah, about 11 days take, left yeah. and it's our tactics free philosophy Bakuna <laughs> Matata excellent and I think I think that put a smile on his face it was don't, don't forget Tim's now gone from no tactics uh, to like all the tactics <laughs> yeah, each, each player has so their own be, contrasting means, tactic it means more tactics for the rest of your day yeah mm. uh, again we'll uh, we'll certainly come to Tim Sherwood Luke um, I've gone for a little bit more of a traditional flavour um, and is that, I would is that like, flavour with a, like a second A yeah now I know about the Usher song yeah I'm going flavour with an A yeah. um, I would like to turn to the old classic Happy Birthday yes and dedicate that to Big Sam who is 61 today oh, oh really 61st birthday today oh, for Big Sam yeah my goodness how's he celebrating leave that to your imagination yeah. gravy, <laughs> gravy cake all round <laughs> yeah so definitely uh, Happy Birthday Big Sam I wouldn't change any of the lyrics because they're, it's a classic and you don't mm, mess with a classic yeah. mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I'd, I'd like to. I, I could possibly sing it to him in the style of Marilyn Monroe to JFK. He'd love that. He would. 
He would. He'd get he'd get, he'd get involved. Yeah. In all sorts of ways. <laughs> um, I, I are you finished? I am finished. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Would... I don't think I can top that myself. <laughs> so. I would like to uh, sing a song to Gianfranco Zola, currently managing in in Qatar, Al uh, Arabi, and uh, that is the name yeah. Arabi, not, yeah. not being ridiculous. I've there. got no reason to doubt you. <laughs> I saw him in a match down at Stamford Bridge where he beat goalkeepers and the crowd would sing Zola. I like it. Zola. Yeah, I got it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Has it got me the points? It hasn't got me the points. I think Luke's got the points. I need them. Apparently, according to the guy who set up the Twitter account monitoring the points and doing a league table on Photoshop every week, I'm bottom, so I need the points. Appreciate it. I didn't know that. I thought, when in doubt, turn to Big Sam. Yeah, I mean, it is... It's literally a standard that you've not changed anything to. I'm <laughs> frankly, I'm gutted with that one, Marco. Because you really right, made an go. effort. You both made wow. an effort, really. Yeah. Yeah, and I went with, with the classic, and it's got me the points. So well, that's how know, it goes. Doesn't so matter how you win, does it? She moves in mysterious ways. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's go straight away to the Premier League. Spurs zero, Liverpool zero. Jurgen Klopp gets his first point mm, the in Klopp, charge. The excitement factor of Klopp is so much so that people seem to have forgotten that Liverpool didn't actually win the game. Well, if I was a Spurs fan, I'd be quite annoyed by that. Imagine if they can maintain that positivity, whatever the result, for the rest of his te- <laughs> yeah. tenure. They'd do really well. They would do very, well. very well. His post-match interview was just magnificent, wasn't it? Yeah. The, the guy just radiates positive energy. It's brilliant. You no, s- not in the way that Brendan Rodgers tried to. No. And you can see why. Like, I mean, we'll come on to Tim Sherwood in a minute, but Tim Sherwood talking about how the players want inspiration, they come to me. It's like... They ain't getting inspiration from a guy that looks like he's been crying nonstop yeah. for a month. You know, Jurgen Klopp's going to give you inspiration because, as you say, he's got limitless enthusiasm. Like he's burgeoning with charisma, and um, that might be a true asset. I mean, I've been a bit flippant when I said if they can keep that mood going, whatever the results. No, it's, a big really. it's a big it's a asset. It's a big asset. If they feel, like, he said before the game, he'd like to see the players play with a bit of fun in their eyes. He did, mm. and that's and that's a lot. There's a lot to that, I think. Also, a guy like that. I mean, even from that one post-match interview, you're going to look at that guy and think. This guy knows what he's talking about. If he says it's going to be all right, then it's going to be all right. I go. believe in me because he does. Let's go and kick some goals in some nets. Damn right. He, they many presses, by, many shoots. By getting a nil-nil. <laughs> yeah. See? Full up. Yeah. yeah. He, he, uh, he, they, they started well and they were they pressing. Were swarming. Yeah. Swarming. Just like, he, just like he likes old yeah. Klopper. Um, do you, I, do you, I wondered, though, if they were going to start like that because... I know it's a fairly basic tactic in one sense, but Klopp's ideas, you know, he's obviously got a certain style of play, and he, and he, although he is quite ambidextrous with the, with the tactics, ambidextrous is the wrong yeah. word, but you know what I mean. He can mix it up. He's versatile. Yeah, he's versatile is the ruddy word I was looking for. I wonder how long it will take that team to fully take on board all what Klopp well, has few, to say a few, and do. A few pundits are saying that they're not sure he's got the players to mm-hmm. implement the philosophy that he likes to implement. Yeah. And that will be a true test of his versatility. I mean, I don't disagree with you. I think he is a versatile coach and we'll see what, what goes on. But a, a word for Spurs is that I'd like to say about Spurs that they... I sort of start When I watched the Spurs-Liverpool game, I sort of now finally got a real sense of what Spurs are all about. And, mm. and they, they've got the, the joint best defence in the league along with Arsenal, of course. I've only considered seven goals this season. Um, Toby Elderrero's been a brilliant signing for yeah. them and he's got them defending as a unit he really has and I wonder how I mean of course I've got a problem with the, the Harry Kane thing I mean people are talking about cover for Harry Kane I think they should probably already be wondering about giving Harry Kane a bit of a rest now mm. and bringing someone in but of course they've got no one to do that with so I, I was I was thinking to myself after this game when they weathered the early storm Liverpool played exactly like 
a team who've got a new manager they're looking to impress would play. But I didn't keep it out for the whole game. Um, but they were the first team apparently to outrun Spurs this season in terms of distance. Oh, right. So Spurs stats were unbelievable. So, so Pochettino's obviously developing a very sort of defensively solid, um, hard-working unit. And I wonder what position Spurs would be in, given that no team has really taken this Premier League by the scruff of the neck yet this season. I wonder what position Spurs would be in now if they had the Harry Kane of, of the end season. of last season. Mm. Because... He, there's a chance he could have taken. He didn't. He had, he had a chance. Yeah. Liverpool didn't take it. I think seven, eight, nine months ago he takes that chance, possibly six months ago, and and that's a, that's a good win for Spurs. Mm. And and I think they deserve a bit of credit for this because I don't think there's any team in the league that would have wanted to have played against Liverpool in Klopp's first game in charge, mm. and they ground it out. They rode their luck when they had to, but they gave a good account of themselves. And and that's as far as I'm concerned, that's a positive result for Spurs because yeah. Liverpool could have done anything under Klopp in that mm. first game because you know what it's like when teams have got the manager for the first time. Mm. I think I think the pressure on Kane is a little bit unfair because we see it's such a common thing with young players. We saw it with Raheem Sterling last season. We've seen it with with Wayne Rooney when he first broke through at an incredibly young age. They're naturally going to be fairly inconsistent. You know the the, yeah. the rigors of a Premier Second League season, season when you're stuff, when yeah. you're that age and you've not experienced it before. They they're going to do things to your body that you've literally never experienced before. There's a lot of pressure suddenly. So I mean. As we said on the show last week, I think it's a matter of time before Kane comes good. But as you say, if, <laughs> when they don't have anyone to, to come in and take a bit of the pressure off him with, that, it may be something that hinders them come the end of the season. I'll tell you who's put the most pressure on Spurs' Harry Kane. Spurs. <laughs> By not backing him. One of their own. Not, but not backing him up with, with a supplementary striker or a player who come in and, 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 um, yeah. and take pressure off it's, him. It, there's been definitely been an assumption, and not just from Spurs fans, I think maybe even from the England setup as well, that Harry Kane is now going to score that amount of goals every season. That he will just be like a sort of Teddy Sheringham mm. figure forever and there won't be any ups and downs. Mm. And that's, that's not any help to him or anyone. Do they get Defoe back? Did you see? Did you see it? Just while you've lightened the mood there, <laughs> I'm going to take this opportunity to nip in and say, "Did you see that picture of Chris Armstrong on the tube?" Yeah, brilliant. Big, Looks like a busker. Massive, massive dreads. Um, it's worth digging out. That. Yeah. Uh, I, I, did, did did Chris Armstrong? Actually, I'm not going to say that. Just because yeah. I'm not sure. Probably best not. <laughs> um, I, but look I, it up. It's brilliant. Yeah, um, and make your own minds up from the photo. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed. I mentioned caps earlier. I mentioned. Uh, I, I enjoyed Boris Becker's cap. Mm. I've never seen a cap, a cap like it. It was really? a, a bunny rabbit in in full sprint. It was odd that um, it's the kind Becker of cap was there. I, I know Pete doesn't wear caps, but if he did, he'd wear that. Yeah. Is it is it some sort of Boris Becker thing? Because I know Bjorn Borg, also a legendary tennis player, has got his own range of underwear. Is this Boris Becker branded thing himself? Why is, would is it be it? a bunny rabbit? Going? I don't know. I'm asking. I'm just asking the question. Well, get in touch. <laughs> Boris. <Sure. laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hope that Klopp's going to bring a celebrity German to every game. That'd be good. That would be. Who would you fancy like for the next one? Kick or David um, Hasselhoff? Yeah, I mean he's not technically German, wow. but he do. Isn't hasn't he gone off to fight ISIS? I'm that was sure. on the front of a newspaper sure. this morning. Is that the Daily sure. Mesh? Da- David Hasselhoff, <laughs> no, a real one, a proper one. David Hasselhoff. I just sorry. I didn't read the story. I just saw a headline. I may end up with like egg on my face. But Jim, you need to clarify ta- that. The front of a. Ta- I know nothing more about it. The front of a stories like that. The front of a tabloid said Hasselhoff. I'm off to fight ISIS. Well, the moment the, the moment David Hasselhoff stopped being entertaining was when David Hasselhoff got in on the joke. Mm. As be, soon as that happened, it was over. To be fair, the Hoff he did sing on top of the Berlin Wall, and which, then it just fell down. Which I it? think is the reason why it came down. That's, yeah. yeah. Well, it, he he regularly claims that he had a big part to play in that when he absolutely mm. did not. <laughs> I think. So. Someone should explain to him that he didn't, so he he gets back before he gets to ISIS. Yeah, I mean, is it a big loss if he goes to fight ISIS? I mean, you know, is, is it, to me, I'm thinking win-win. Humanity and culture will recover, but it would yeah. be a very sad end to the Hoff's tale. Yeah. In about 10 or 15 minutes, they'd recover, I think, mm. wouldn't they? 
Yeah, I mean, a red float's a, not going to do much man, damage, is it? A man has hypothetically died here, guys. Yeah. Come no, on. Hang on. Well, what do you think is going to happen to him? <laughs> they're not going to let He's him loose on the front lines, are they? He's not even military trained. Yeah. He's literally not even military trained. <laughs> he'll just be... Yeah, come on. He'll just be at the back. Few photos, few selfies... It'll be fine. A man, one man who may have more time to possibly go and fight ISIS if he wants... Tactics Tim. ...would be Tim Sherwood, though, wouldn't mm. it? Again, After, I mean... You wouldn't want him dictating how... That's not the tactical the mind you want fronting that operation, <laughs> no. Um, he, oh. he said, he said um, one of the greatest tactical insights... Remember the famous Arrigo Sacchi uh, when he was being um, pilloried in the Italian press way back in the late 80s for oh. never, of being, never being a player? Mm. And he repon- responded with a legendary retort, I didn't realise to be a jockey, you first had to be a horse. Um, this this from Tim Sherwood's up there uh, on what his plan is going to be from now on. I'm just going to keep swinging until something works. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what, but he, he, the way he worded it was like that was a threat to the rest of yeah. the Premier League, yeah. and they need to watch out. I can imagine Aston Villa fans switching off match of the day at that point and going, "Ah, oh, sleep soundly tonight." No, we've got our best man on it. I, but I, what I love that he assumes that if you keep swinging, something will work. Yeah. Yeah. It may not work. No. At some point, you've got to stop swinging. <laughs> yeah. So what's your, what's, your, what's your tactical philosophy, Tim? Uh, chaos theory. Yes. The law of averages. Frank Sinatra. Swing when you, just swing when you're winning. <laughs> well, I, I, I you're not winning, Tim. That's the point. He said, I want to go out on the front foot, and if I die, I die on my sword. Hmm. That is... I'm sorry. And then he went on to say, why do we need to be more pragmatic? I would never be pragmatic. I've done it a few times, but I don't like it myself. That, that sounds like he doesn't <laughs> know, you know what pragmatic what it means, means yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. Do you know what it means? Yeah. yeah. I've done it a few times, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> I woke up on time. I got to the office <laughs> without being late. One of the biggest, one of the biggest concerns Not for, me. For, for Villa fans, I, I mean, aside from the glaring obvious, uh, is that the way they... I, I, this is always a terrible sign in a team, I think, mm. is the way they started quite brightly. But as soon as it didn't work for them, Yep. As soon as nothing was going their way and they eventually conceded, uh, that was that. Mm. I mean, that really was that. And also, Chelsea, they weren't great. They no. were really gifted that victory. And the timing is fantastic for Mourinho. We were talking about this all last week, how this was an ideal fixture for them to get back on track. But, but they were by no means convincing. No, absolutely not. I mean, it was, it was, it was going to come down. I mean, we mentioned it a bit on the Friday show we did. It was going to come down to... It was a big game purely because... Aston Villa, if they had anything about them at all or any confidence left in the tank, they would have seen Chelsea's being there for the taking. Great time mm. to play them. Chelsea would have seen it as a as a as a as a, as a, a gimme to get them back on the horse, and, and that's mm. obviously how it's turned out in the end. But there was the goals were f- fairly fortunate as well. Weren't they? They to were, be fair, Chelsea yeah. had a lot of other chances though, didn't well, they? Costa, yeah. Costa was gifted his goal. Yeah. Um, but I mean, despite what I wrongly said on the the Friday the, the preview show last week, Aston Villa have been scoring goals away from home. So Chelsea have done well to mm. to nullify them because they've scored in, in, in a lot of away games. So some odd, some odd selections from Mourinho as well to to bring on um, Ruben Loftus Cheek, like. To start, yep. who had a good game, take him off at half time, and also to not play Hazard. Do you know what M- Mourinho? He can be quite petulant, and when he takes someone off at half time, that's very seldom do you see people changed at half time unless something's mm. going wrong or they really want to switch it up. Ch- Chelsea, neither of those things were were happening or, or or bound to happen. Yeah, and psychologically, you look at what that does to both players. Does it motivate either of them? Well, it's almost like... It's a strange one. It's almost like he so, he hears people saying, when are you going to try the youngsters or we haven't brought a f- player through and all that kind of stuff. And he's sort of like, well, there you go. He had 45 minutes. Yeah. It feels a little bit like that with It must Mourinho. be weird for him to, to have had a good game and then be taken off. Surely you're thinking, 
What did I do wrong? It there? depends how it depends how Mourinho manages him in half time. Mm. Maybe he's just said, "Look, let me change it up, and we're going to do this instead." And we think this player's better. I mean, he did that with Zuma and Terry. Yeah. The reason, the way he explained um, pulling off Terry was, um, so to speak, was um, saying that Zuma's our fastest defender and we needed him for that reason but interestingly enough um, it is a real measure of how badly Chelsea's season is going so far the, the, the players he's relied on the most are Hazard and Ivanovic mm. and neither of them featured in this game against Villa he had to go he had to look mm. elsewhere he had to change things up and, and you know look we can we can debate the longer term problems of Ruben lost of cheek his confidence because he's been dragged off at half time but Chelsea have won the game and I guess that's mm. what Maria needed to do at well, this point. He could argue that Loftus cheek's been on the bench a lot therefore he's not been playing matches. So maybe maybe, yeah, maybe he got yeah. tired he's a young boy it's Fair a, enough. yeah it's a it's a difficult sort of um physically intensive league all that stuff. I'm sure he would have managed it properly. I'm sure he would have just gone right off you go. Yeah, yeah. I, to give Tim Sherwood a, an ounce of credit with how he's maybe going to turn this around. He said that he's he can take a lot of inspiration from people like Alan Pardew. Yeah. And if you are going to take inspiration, then you go to the top. But he's fundamentally misunderstood the situation there. He, he, has. he genuinely has, because Alan Pardew took, I mean, like it or not, Alan Pardew took Newcastle to the Europa League. Well, he and said. He, and he had a, a decent season of success with Newcastle. And so <clears throat> Sherwood's got, not got any of that to rely on at all. Well, Sherwood went on to say, Alan Pardew, who was screamed out of town in Newcastle, and look at him now. Was at a different club? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it does sound like, you know, Sherwood's very, very aware of the elephant in the room, which is the pressure on him yeah. and that, you know, he's, he may only have a few games left. He is, he is, you know, saying things like, oh, you know, if I fall on my sword, so be it and look at Pardew, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. You know, clearly it's, it's getting to him because he did have the air of someone just putting on a brave face to the point of delusion afterwards. But, yeah. you know, Bakuna Matata, good luck to him. Yeah, but he, he can't, I, I agree with you, but I don't know if he can do anything else really at this point. The other, the other situation he's got to worry about is the fact that, a lot of this stuff comes hand in hand with who's actually available to replace him. Well, mm. at the moment, there are a lot of managers available to replace him, all of whom are better and more experienced. Yeah, Moyes, so, Rogers, Exactly. They, so he, he, he should be feeling the pressure, not mm. only because he's not winning games, but because um, there are other managers available. And not only that, Newcastle and Sunderland play each other this weekend, yeah. which I'm sure we'll cover on Friday. Um, and obviously, the nature of how football works is one of those teams is going to get three points or both of them are going to get a point. Yeah. And that, by definition, puts pressure on Villa, who are playing at home to Swansea, who are okay, a bit inconsistent away from home. But Swansea, if you give them a chance and you're not mm. confident, they'll pass you to death. But this is the problem, isn't it? Villa are giving people chances. Just the, 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 There's no cohesion in that back four. And Brad Guzan, as well, just makes a lot of really poor decisions that puts his defenders under pressure. Mm-hmm. And then because there's such a lack of cohesion between them, it's like they all pass the buck and then before they know it they've conceded I've, I think um, I think you've touched on something good though I think generally a goalkeeper is a canary in the mine you know if, if the goalkeeper is playing with confidence because it's such a confidence um, dependent position if the goalkeeper is playing with confidence and playing well and strong for you um, you can generally see that the confidence in the camp is good I mean it happens all over the place you look at um, look at how Mignolet's played when Liverpool were under pressure he's sometimes played like an absolute drain you know mm. what I mean? and, that, and that could be a sign of wider confidence in the camp and the fact that Guzan's in such poor form and in fact in, in the past he's been very reliable um, is definitely a, a big problem Mm. But we should just clarify something there. I know that David Moyes isn't available right now. We're um, going to speak about under a bit of pressure, isn't it? We're going to speak about him later. Mm. He's had his his one this weekend. Yeah, he (laughs) has. We're going to talk more about football and that after this. Watch out now, it's getting two or two and all the screens. Somebody falls around. (laughs) 
One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Crystal Palace one, West Ham three. Mm. Happy Hammers, according to Slaven Bilic. Can this away form keep up? It's can, ridiculous, can it isn't it? Keep up? I mean, that's arguably the hardest place to go in the league, Jim. Well, yeah, indeed. It's, it's crystals, isn't it? <laughs> West Ham, four it's points. It's hard to play with those strobe lights and that, <laughs> yeah. that music pumping. They're four points off the top. Jenkins in with another goal. Lanzini and, and Paye. Yeah, Payet. Sorry, Payet was a lovely goal, a lovely yeah. finish. He's a great yeah. player. Beautiful yeah. little dink. Wonderful, wonderful dink. So confident as well. That late in the game, don't need it. Just want a cherry on the top. Just brilliant. <laughs> it was lovely. quite upsetting to see Gale take his sending off so badly. Yeah, he, was yeah. Such a sensitive he had a strange game, didn't he? I've, I've often wondered about Dwight Gale why he doesn't play more, and maybe it is because he's a little bit erratic. But he encroached on the penalty, which meant Kabaye had to take it again, needlessly, as needlessly, well. and then did it again and yeah. got away with it. Yeah. And I think you know, Pardew. It, Clearly, he's getting ready for the England job because he's getting his excuses out. Because that, that was a sending off. Those were two bookings, as far as I was concerned. I like, know, really I, clear yeah, cut. I, I don't know if it's that. I wonder if it's to do with the fact that he wants to protect the player. If the player's yeah. a sensitive, if he's a sensitive kid and like he, he, taken it, he took it hard, you know, you see him hiding his face and his shirt and everything. He was obviously ashamed of himself and upset. Mm. Pardew can take a bit of the pressure off him by saying, oh, I didn't think it was a sending off. And then go back to them and say, look, I think yeah. you're hard, harsh done by there. I think that's probably why he did it. Mm. But um, it's the only reason I can see why a gal doesn't play more often. Because if you go and see him in the flesh, yeah. he can finish really well on both feet. Good player. He's yeah. strong for his side. He's quick. Scourge of Liverpool. Yeah, Loves absolutely. Absolutely. I saw him. Um, sorry to keep harking back to this, but the last time I was at Southampton Park was in the League Cup against Shrewsbury. And Gale played well. You know, he looked a cut above, and you'd expect that because they're a lower league team mm-hmm. they were playing. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to see any discernible weaknesses in his game, other mm-hmm. than the sort of inconsistency that comes along with being fairly young. But he's clearly a sensitive character. Got be. A lot of potentially good. Well, and good forward players, Crystal yeah. They've got a good squad, Crystal Palace. They do, they do. They've, they've got players um, where they can certainly get more out of them, though. Um, Gale's another one. Um, what's what's his... Punch Yeah, yeah, no. Um, Punchin? What, what's his Zaha? chops? I've forgotten his name. Balassi? Congo. Balassi, yeah. yeah. He, I mean, he's a fantastic player. So yeah. entertaining. He doesn't score enough goals. If they can get that out of him... I mean, that's what's really impressive about this Palace squad. You can see there is more to come from a lot of already good players. Oh, and when, if they, they can get played, that in... When they played against Shrewsbury and they dropped players, the players that came in were all decent. It was like, yeah. oh, I forgot they've got him and yeah. him. And him. You know, they, and they've got Patrick Bamford, who, who clearly is having mm. a terrible well, time. Well, Bamford might be coming back off his lungs. He's I not think, playing. I think he's a real confidence player as well. He didn't look at the races when I saw him. But, I mean, they've got a lot of backup in those positions, for sure. Yeah, we, we, you mentioned Pardew in England. Well... And we talked about this last week, saying that he's... And we, we've mentioned this before, Pardew is definitely gearing up to have a go at that England job, and fair enough. And we got absolute confirmation of this on the weekend. Because when Pardew was asked about the England job, he said, I haven't brought it up once. He has. Mm. Like <laughs> this man, Specifically once. Yes, yeah. this man, last last time round on the Ramble, we, we spoke about him saying, just give me one tournament, win, lose or bust. Yeah. So he absolutely has mentioned the England job. It's not on my agenda and I'm quite happy at Palace. And then he went on to say, but it's the England job. If you're English and you don't want it, then there must be something wrong with you. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you know. that media train has gone into overdrive there. Now, yeah. I have a proposition for you guys, right? Um, West Ham forms... West Ham, sorry. West Ham's away form is so good... Do you think they should actually bother with a new stadium? No. So just not move into volunteer one? Just play all to, of their games away next year? Just volunteer to play every game away. Just yeah. have a training ground. It might work well for them next season because the Olympic stadium, of course, will feel like an away yes. stadium. So yeah. it might work even better. That's it. Maybe next, 
They could win the league next yeah. season. Get your money on them now. Damn right. Mm. Damn bloody right. Um, Manchester United had a great uh, away win at Everton. Often mm. a bogey ground for them. Uh, Rooney scored his first away goal in 11 months. <laughs> and yeah. he, Rooney seemed a little bit, well, I don't want to say chippy, because I understand if people are constantly questioning you. Mm. But he didn't. He wasn't happy when people were saying, oh, it's your first away goal for a while. And he was saying, well, you know, as long as the manager's happy. And he, he spoke about his critics and, uh, and that kind of thing. But as one journalist said, well, People aren't being critical. People are just stating cold, hard facts. Yeah, but to be fair to Rooney, he, he has his stats and his form and everything about him picked apart with such regularity. True. Being England's main man, there's probably not a player in England that has that to that degree. So, you know, fair enough to him if he gets a bit annoyed with it every yeah, now and then. I think it's one of those things where the journalist was fair to pick him up on it and Rooney was fair to get annoyed about it. Yeah. I, mean, I think it's one of those things. Um, it's fair all round. People talk about um, Rooney being a bit sort of not fulfilling, fulfilling his potential and stuff like that. And to an extent, I agree. Um, but there's a reason that a manager who's so sort of dominant and so um, alpha male-like in Louis van Gaal is still picking him. He's still picking him. Mm. He's made him his captain. He's still picking him. So he's obviously offering something to the team. I, I get frustrated watching Rooney play a lot more than I feel like I should because yeah. sometimes like we always talk on the show about, I mean, it seems like every season we talk about him starting so slowly because he doesn't take his fitness seriously. But not only that, along with that comes these these terrible like, bouncing the ball off his shin and stuff that mm. shouldn't that top players shouldn't I don't know if you feel the same way watching him but sometimes you think he does stuff that top players shouldn't do yeah. and you've also got to really point the finger if you're going to point the finger about his performances in the really big games in the really I was listening to Five Live the other day and someone was saying the last time they can remember this is a United fan the last time they can remember Rooney genuinely performing in a big game was the Man City game where he scored the overhead kick. And that That's was a long time, time ago, ago now, yeah. wasn't it? I can't think well, of another time I, I he's done that. Theory, I have a theory no, on, on this. Right. Well, well, give me another example where he's like had a standout performance for United since then. No, I was hard <laughs> to top your head. But I have, I have a theory <laughs> well, on this. You proved right. your point. Well, against, uh, was it Club Bruges? You did all right then? But the thing with Rooney, right, that, that player's gone. You know, it's clear yeah. those those overhead kicks and that amazing volley against Newcastle. He doesn't do those sort of things anymore. And I, a, a Wayne Rooney YouTube compilation has some absolute screamers in it and you don't really see those now. And I wonder if part of the reason people still expect him to do that, because he's 30 now, is that he just hasn't physically changed. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> like when he yeah, was 17, he, he looked, looked like, like he was 30. 30. Exactly, yeah. So maybe people still expect him to be that player. I do yeah. think, I do think there's a, there's a, we probably haven't got time to go into this in depth, today but I do think there's a kernel of truth in the fact that he also gets moved around a lot and people make excuses for him mm. so he, people will say oh you've you got to play him deeper and then when they play him deeper oh you've got to play him up front and he does seem to get shuttled around quite a lot yeah. and you wonder whether um, you wonder whether people make excuses for him because he's Wayne Rooney but at the same time you know it's a really difficult one because he scored 50 England goals you know what I mean so you can't really argue yeah. with that but there was a time when, when I think people thought he would really kick on but as you've said I think the player that player in him is gone and I, we're not going to see him at that level again I don't think No, there's going to have to be a time when he's going to have to move on he's yeah, going to have to not play as much yeah. it, was, it was a great shame for Everton to, to lose at home so soon after the sad news of uh, the Everton great mm. Howard Kendall passing yeah absolutely I mean what, what a, um, a giant the game last English uh, manager to win a um, European trophy with an English right? club yeah um, cut with cut with Everton back in the eighties, and, and clearly did a lot for Everton. It was a, it was a really well respected figure there, and rightly mm. so. You know, it's very sad. Managed abroad as well. Yeah, yeah, marvelous. Have a look at the career of Harold Kendall. Well worth. Youngest yeah. uh, player to play in a cup final as well. I think. Is that mm. right? I think so for Preston in the sixties. Yeah, yeah, that's right. 17. Kevin Kilbane was talking about that match of the day, wasn't 17. he? And it's actually a profile of him on our website, isn't there? In the uh, the Dean Windus Hall of Fame. Mm. So. Good. There you go. Check it out. Um, 
Big Sam Allardyce lost his first game in charge. Mm. Wasn't his fault, though. No. It wasn't his it's fault. It's his birthday today, so tread yeah. carefully. That's all I'm going to say. Was it Pantillamon's fault? I think it was Berahino's fault, wasn't it? Well, did he foul him, do you think? That's what Big Sam said. Big, yeah. Sam, che- Big Sam said, I've checked that on my laptop. I saw it was a foul. <laughs> it's like the way Sam said it was like, you're, sorry, you're all mistaken. I don't know if you've seen it on my laptop. Yeah. But if yeah. you did, you'd probably chuck the goal off. Is he got a special laptop that doesn't lie? It might be your birthday, Big Sam, but it doesn't work like is that. It as, <laughs> is it as an influential a laptop as Jeff Goldblum's in Independence Day? It's up there. It's the football equivalent. <laughs> it's the football equivalent. All right. of, of in the... a way, Sam Allardyce is the Jeff Goldblum of, of football, isn't he? He's not, not quite in the Marcus A-list, is not, but he's a, safe, he's a safe pair of hands. In, in some blockbusters, but you know, he's, he's not a Hollywood A-lister. Jeff Goldblum's A-lister. not an A-lister. I wouldn't say so. Come on. I think he's, I think he's top of the B-list in Hollywood terms. Tell him. Let's sort this I out. I think I'll let the listeners tell him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I love old JG. Yeah, we no, we, I'm not knocking him. I'm you just, are. I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm a big him fan. But look, Independence Day is a movie that's known as not having proper A-list talent in it because the Will story Smith. is all right. You know, you might. <laughs> well, all right. On, Stop it, listeners. Yeah. Bill Pullman. All right. Okay, Bill Pullman. Will be Bill Pullman. All right. He looks like Glenn Hoddle. Does it? Does he? Yeah. Who Bill Pullman? Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. I Used mean, to. The, the point is here that I think Jim... That's the point's ca- nothing to do with Independence Day. <laughs> that's a callous slight on <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Jurassic Park. Exactly. But yeah, the T-Rex is the star there, though, isn't it? It's true. That's what Jeff I mean. Goldblum also played the T-Rex in that film. <laughs> so that's bad correct. He's versatile, yeah. <laughs> uh, unclever boy. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's move on to the big result of the weekend. Newcastle 6, Norwich 2. Oh. Where the hell did that come from? It's because Pete's not here. Yeah. I love McLaren's quote um, after the game. He's obviously really getting to grips with uh, life at Newcastle. He said, it's Newcastle. Is it possible to make any sense? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> He's written it off already. Don't worry about it. Yeah. In a way, because the Premier League is so unpredictable and Newcastle are almost like the epicentre of that. Yes. That they're so unpredictable themselves. I mean, it, it came from absolute nowhere. Mm. You, know? you, mm. you always felt the way Newcastle have been playing this season, that if they were going to win a game, they're going to have to score a fair few goals. <laughs> yeah. And, and to be fair to them, they did. They've doubled their tally for the season yeah. in that game. Did they've you, used those up yeah, unwisely. Do you, do you remember when they... Uh, did they win 2-1 when McLaren was saying... Let's not bomb forward too much. Let's just let's just sit on it. Let's mm. just take it easy. And the fans are going, "No, we we, we want it, We want more." And he was like, we, "You've got to learn to uh, accept the fact that in a game of football, it's not always the best thing to charge forward. You know, this isn't Keegan's Newcastle anymore. Do you think he's just gone the opposite way? Yeah. Just keep scoring, yeah. Yeah. keep it, scoring it? until the, only, the ninety minutes is up. The only way then we might have a chance is if they've scored six <laughs> yeah. goals. If we've got a four goal cushion, that should be enough. If we're scoring all the time." It's physically impossible for them to score <laughs> because there's only one ball. So just do that. Yeah. Well, Wijnaldum certainly. Oh, yeah. I like to th- I like to think that McLaren did the thing you're talking about about being two one up, protecting your lead, stuff yeah. like that. And he went to make that speech again in the dressing room, and he looked over and he saw a framed photo <laughs> signed of Kevin Keegan. And he just went, "Carry on, mm. chaps. <laughs> Carry on what you're doing." Yeah. It's the only language yeah. I understand. Then I imagine it just fell off the wall. <laughs> Smashed. And then Steve McLaren <laughs> cut his foot on yeah. it. Yeah. On the glass. <laughs> Good. Uh, yeah, much better from them. Uh, when Al- Alden scored Newcastle's first hat trick, I know he got four, but obviously there's three in that uh, in the Premier League since 2011. Yeah, yeah. Who scored it in 2011? Do we know? We don't. Bar. Was it? Okay. Oh, wow. I love how it's a really satisfying thing when someone scores four or, uh, you know, over a hat trick and the final goal is the best one. Yeah, because yes. that was an absolute scream. I was sickened for Aguero when he scored five with a half hour left the other week and got t- taken off. Yeah. 
Except could have been the first Premier League player to score six. True. Uh, but you're right, Jim, when the last one... That was also one. against Newcastle, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Boy, you know when we got six goals against us? Yeah. Let's do it to someone else. Yeah. Come on. You can't, you, can't, you can't convince me you don't know what it's like. You've seen it. <laughs> it can be done. You've seen it in your own right. eyes. Um, yeah, with, with regards to that, Jim, Lewandowski... When he got his five, the fifth one was the best one with yeah. that volley. So satisfying. Yeah, but the the um, the Wolfsburg players on that occasion were it was like they had an anaesthetic, yeah. <laughs> like a goal delivered anaesthetic. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe that's it. He'd put like a gas in the ball. It, just, it was just death by goals. <laughs> it was really was. <laughs> well, I, I, McLaren seems to uh, be aiming just for survival this season. He's being more realistic. Before Sunday, he commented. If anyone said to me now you'll have 40 points by mid-April, I'd take that. Well, That's a perspective of where we are. Very realistic yeah. talk from McLaren. Would, would that irk Newcastle fans, do you I think? I think so, yeah. I mean, wasn't it Wasn't it until this point their worst start since, like, 1913 or something yeah. mad like that? I mean... No, they've not had a great start by any No, but, but, I mean, they're not they're not a team that want, would consider themselves regular sort of, like, relegation fodder, you know? But the form mm. suggests that that's the case. Yeah, you, surely you'd be furious. I mean, it's not like they've not spent money in the summer as well by their own comparative standards. True. I did like what, what he also said. When I was at Middlesbrough, we used to have a massive party whenever we got to 40 points. Whether that was in November, March, <laughs> April... November. <laughs> whenever. Coach Steve Harrison would say, right, we're having a party now. That is why fans were throwing their season tickets at him. <laughs> To, to get 40 points in November, you don't always have to win every single game. <laughs> yeah, I, the, you get the point. 40 he's... points available in November. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I just worked out in my head. I think they're right just about. You get on the, international break. You get the point he's making. Yeah. But the fact is you that... You get the 40 points he's making. Imagine that if you had 40 points in November and yeah. you're like, we're on for the league here. Don't worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> we can take off half the gas yeah, for the what, whole season. What incredible <laughs> professional motivations. Well, get to 40 points, guys. You can get absolutely tanked. You can, yeah, you can imagine them having 40 points in November sitting around the dressing room all talking about a potential league push from down the corridor Steve McLaren. Survival. <laughs> la, la, la. Survival. I'm a survivor. <laughs> Doing the Beyonce. <laughs> booty shaking. I will survive. <laughs> Come on, everybody do it. Yeah. You were about to do it then. I was a bit, yeah. I was just oh. shuffling in my yeah, seat. We've all shifted in our seats. It was, oh, a dummy. Hey. it was a dummy. Oh, hey, hey. Bit of Beyonce. Mm. Right, uh, yeah, are we done with that? Yeah, let's do, <laughs> let's do a championship. Shall we go to the championship? Mm. Um, Leeds won Brighton too. Bobby Zamora scored his first goal oh. since his return to Brighton. Brilliant. Lovely. Yeah, Sam Wilson's been in touch on the Facebooks saying uh, that was Bobby Zamora's match-winning goal against Leeds. Check this out. This is a great stat. Was his first for Brighton for twelve years, five months, and thirteen days. <laughs> if anyone can, if anyone can beat that as a gap between scoring a goal for the same goals for the same club, I'd l- bloody well love to hear yeah. it. Um, but we've also got to talk about the big story, haven't we? Yeah, well... figuratively and literally, <laughs> the big man's in town. Big Steve Evans. <laughs> Have you seen the pictures? I just uh, accompanying all the to. articles of it because it, it looks to. like Ramble favourite Steve Evans is going to be taken over at Leeds, and all of the articles that are informing of informing us of this wonderful, potentially very entertaining news are pictures of him when he was last at Ellen Road with Rotherham, I believe, just in a sombrero, yeah. just oh, yeah. d- dancing. And, and a Hawaiian shirt yeah. and flip-flops. Looking like an absolute big, fat party animal. Well, <laughs> what about the time when he ran up the touchline the, the playoffs when, with Rotherham and his trousers almost fell down? It's fantastic. <laughs> I've got a quote from Steve Evans here because I think he has been announced as, as Leeds manager. Brilliant. I know what, what you're going to say. He's asked for, he was obviously asked for a comment on it and he said... Look at the excitement at Liverpool now with Jurgen Klopp. Just give me an opportunity. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> oh. Dear, oh dear. Big Steve Evans. Um, another another little stat for you, and I looked up this one myself. I didn't rely on a listener for it. Oh. Um, including caretakers, Leeds have had 20 managerial appointments since the year 2000. 
bloody hell. Wow. So haven't... Uh, haven't like Glasgow Rangers only had 20 different in their history, names in their history yeah. or something like that? I think we should do a little quick sweepstake on how long we think Steve Evans will last on well, Chilina. But because Ch- Chilina's Chilina. been given the, given the boot as well, hasn't he? has been banned again. Well, he was banned. He was banned. On... It's like he's still an awful bloke. But he was banned for six months yeah. and then he came back. And, yeah. now he's been ba- and now he's been banned again, but he's got leave to appeal. So I don't know what's happening with that. But surely he must be banned for longer what's, for the second uh, He'll infringement. control the club through exile. Yeah, right. What's the point if you can appeal? I'll I, just keep appealing. I can honestly see Steve Evans lasting... A maximum. I'm not doing another prediction because I've got Sherbert on the go at the moment, and I can see him lasting two to three months at a premium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd, um, it's utterly, utterly consistent, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, it'd be interesting what the to, to for someone to work out on our behalf because I'm not going to do it. Um, <laughs> yeah. What what the sort of average time a Leeds manager has it's had since long. the year 2000? Uh, Wade Wilson got in touch on Twitter when I said, oh, "Are there any highlights of the week?" And he he tweeted back saying, "I'm getting excited. I'm getting excited now. As it's only two more Leeds managers till Christmas." <laughs> <laughs> this must be depressing being a Leeds fan. You know, they obviously got back in the Championship a while ago, and you thought, "Okay, a couple of seasons there, and then they'll be back to where." Many people believe they should be, mm. and now they're they're on eleven yeah. points, down in eighteenth position, and they've just hired Steve Evans. Yeah, mm. it's not great. Is it? Whereas Brighton flying high at the top, yeah. twenty five points after eleven games, they've had a fantastic start. Um, still undefeated, I believe. I think the only team in England to be undefeated. But the absolute highlight of the championship this weekend was: Do you guys remember? Um, well, of course, you still remember him, but I don't know if you guys are, are fully aware that Nigel Adkins, yeah, is the manager at Reading at the moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously a bit of a David Brent specialist. Now uh, our dear Brendan's departed for, for, for the moment. We can rely on Nigel Adkins for a David Brent quote, though, right. because, and this is, I promise you he said this, uh, in a post-match interview after the Reading game at the weekend, he said to the, to the interviewer, do you know what the biggest room in my house is? And the interviewer said no, and he went, the room for improvement. Oh, <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Luke. What a line! <laughs> now that you only like American things, should that should that not be a Michael Scott style? It's quote? a br- it's a brilliant quote, Jim. Just enjoy it. Let it percolate <laughs> like, out there. To be fair, that's different class. That is that radio is. gold. That <laughs> big <laughs> night. Do you remember that poem when he was Southampton manager? I think he did a poem on Match of the Day. Yeah. It, it, was it? It might not have been Southampton. Why not? He was managing in the Premier League and he did a poem. It would have been Southampton. Yeah, yeah, it would have had to have been. It was dreadful. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And he thought he was being really clever, which is funny. Um, let's go to League One. Coventry have signed Joe Cole. Yeah. yeah. Even this, they don't a, seem to believe it. No. But, well, I, I, I hear your point, but is, is it that surprising? Not really. Well, it's, it's not playing to be honest. Yeah, it isn't. But it's, League One, I thought maybe Championship. Yeah. But, I mean, his drop-off has been pretty dramatic, hasn't it? Hmm. So, fair enough to him to want to get playing again and being humble enough to drop down that far. And he probably doesn't want to leave the area where he's living in. Exactly. So, Coventry's True. fairly close by. Yeah, they, and they're fairly high up in the league. They're fifth, four points off, mm. high-flying Gillingham at the top, the old Jills. It's only a 35-day loan, so let's see if he beats Steve <laughs> Evans. <laughs> Very specific, isn't it? Very <laughs> specific loan. Yeah, it's fair could enough. You, could you stretch the 30? No, 35, OK. Yeah, that's, that's right. all I'm willing to give you. Um, we're going to go to League Two. Oh, can we just... Can I do oh, a go quick, on, then. A quick League One that we, it would yeah. be absolutely criminal for us to miss uh-huh. is that Lee Powers oh, yeah. is chairman of Swindon Town mm-hmm. has uh, fired the manager and has decided to take on uh, take on the first team affairs oh, of himself you're absolutely right but the great uh... thing about this is Lee Powers has non-dom status has for he? tax reasons so he can only spend 93 days in the UK a year <laughs> <laughs> Presumably he's going to fly over weekends only. I don't know what he's going to do, but yeah, that so is brilliant, isn't it? We could not Wonderful talk about news. that. Yeah, Skype in the team talks or something yeah. like that. Um, in League Two, Portsmouth they won again. They did. They won again. The big uh, winning's a habit. They were, <laughs> the uh, the big news from that game was that the referee picked up an injury during the game, so an appeal was made to the crowd for anyone qualified to be the fourth official for the rest of the match because the original fourth official obviously took charge of the match. 
Yeah, I wish Kevin Friend was in the audience. I wish he was in the crowd. Great, but it was, great it was a Portsmouth fan who came and was, was, was a yeah. fourth official. Apparently so. Yeah, and they got and they closed out the win. Newport County are poor this season though. They so are it was, very it was very a game poor. They had to win. They only narrowly squeaked it as well. By the way, that would be so good being at a game where a fan mm. goes, "I'm I'm ready." Was it the was guy? You, was it the guy with the bell? No, it wasn't the guy with the bell. No, I don't <laughs> using think it was. that instead of a whistle. But the, 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 the interesting <laughs> thing is that well, the fourth doesn't need a whistle. But I was I was wondering. I mean, that fans don't need bells. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I, I, although sadly, I feel like if you took the bell away from him, he may just never stop existing. Recover, yeah. He'd just fade out of existence. But how do you prove that you're a fourth official? Do you get given yeah. a card or something to yeah. say you're a, you're an official of, of the football association or something like that? Forge them because anyone could pipe up, couldn't they? Get yeah, ramblers, get forging, <laughs> and get officiating, and get infiltrating. <laughs> Get officious. Um, we're going to talk about uh, La Liga, the Euro 2016 playoffs and more after this. Watch yourself, it's the Ramble Boys. Chucking out the bands, making all the noise. Keep your peepers peeled and watch those grubby mists. Because they're coming for you and your big shop tips. Now, before we talk about La Liga and uh, the other things I just mentioned, we've got to say that on a Friday morning, you lucky things, we are going to be doing a preview show to the weekend's footballing action. We've already done one. We did one last week. We did one last week. Sponsored by Bet365. It culminated yes. in a bet of the week, which um, all the winnings and all the proceeds go towards uh, Prostate Cancer UK, they as do. people who listen to it would have heard. And the good news is we backed Chelsea minus one last week and they delivered. They did. So that was £47.60 to Prostate Cancer UK. There you go. Everyone wins. Yep. The apart from Villa. Get... <laughs> yeah, apart from Villa. <laughs> and that's their own fault, isn't it? That's their own fault, really. So, yeah, every Friday tune into that. It's the usual iTunes and the footballramble.com stuff. So hmm, Marvellous. Uh, let's go to La Liga. Real Madrid beat Levante 3-0. Ronaldo is now Madrid's all-time top goal scorer, getting his 324th in just 310. I feel he does this every week now. Yeah, he's weird, isn't his, it? His... Well, he will now. Yeah, he'll, he'll remain so. Technically, but him being Ronaldo, he'll probably hold a press conference to just reconfirm it every time he scores. Yep, yep. That's right. I heard a little rumour that this might be his last season at Real Madrid. Oh, where's he going? Do you know? PSG, perhaps. Okay, right. Well, he's... Well done for breaking that one. Yeah. Good story you broke there. Well, I haven't broken anything. Well, I'm just... let's, let's claim it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that rumour's been circulating in uh, in a few various uh, nooks and crannies in the football world. But Ronaldo said he'd like to play for Real Madrid until he was 40. Yeah, obviously, I mean, figuratively. How, how realistic do you think it is that he'll leave Real Madrid? Well, I, I don't know. He's 30 now. I think they may cash in on him while they still can. But, I mean... He's doesn't this season really or next season. I wouldn't show be any sign of slowing down yet. He, does he? he doesn't. But if you could get, I mean, how much would he go for? Ninety million euros, a hundred million at euros, thirty? Would he? No, not even euros, pounds. But would he at thirty? That's the thing. I think he's got a lot to offer. I mean, he keeps himself no, in such on. good shape. You contradict. You said that he's got a lot to offer, but you're saying he won't go for that much. Yeah, I don't think those things contradict each other. It's because of his age, isn't it? That that's a huge factor in a transfer fee. So therefore, if they sell him when he's thirty, I mean, Zidane was what twenty nine thirty when Real Madrid bought him for all that money. If he's still got something to offer, it's, they would sell him now. Whereas if they waited two or three years, when he's maybe thirty three, it's a trade off, isn't yeah, it? You, you, it's a trade off. They're going to get less less money for him the yeah. longer they leave it. But I think you know, realistically, the, the shape he keeps himself in. I mean, the guy's an absolute athlete. Yeah. It's, it's absolute, he could play any, he's one of those players as well who could play in any position and be the best player on the pitch mm-hmm. so even if he plays in a slightly different role as he gets older he'll mm. still be able to do that and I think part of maybe he just thinks well I've broken the scoring record now I'm, I mean is anyone realistically going to do it anytime soon no. why I not don't... go away to Paris Saint-Germain who haven't actually got an illustrious history themselves mm. and, and, do, and, and, and yeah, achieve something, achieve something new yeah, yeah like I mean, say, yeah. it was just a rumour mm. um, maybe Replace him with Eden Hazard. Again, just a rumour. <laughs> um, Barcelona beat Rayo uh, Vallecano 5-2. Neymar helped himself to a haul. The big we, story was Bebe. 
Yeah. The big story was Bebe. Yeah. He, he got an assist at the new yeah. Camp. Good to see him. Yeah. Did you see him in the in the press recently saying, when, when asked, do you think you'll go back to Manchester United? And he was saying, oh, if I can score some goals. Yeah, you never know. And I thought, oh, oh God, yeah. he's still on loan from them. He is, isn't he? Yeah. I don't know if he's on loan. I don't know about that. He's one of those, Probably, I, Jim. I remember it might even have been last season. Like he's, He was still out on loan from them. Even if that loan deal has ended, it went on for a long, long time. <laughs> um, the, one of the interesting things I saw was that when Ravakano went ahead, didn't they? They scored the first and the last goals of the game, which I like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In a 5-2 loss. Book, bookending it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But the thing was, when Neymar scored his first goal, which was a penalty, and it was a penalty, yeah. he got chopped. Um, <laughs> he scored this penalty. 22 minutes in, I think it was, legged it to get the ball, yeah. took it back to the centre circle. That's the appetite I like. I know, but people, people were There's only about... 70 minutes left. Yeah. I mean, they've, they've been struggling a little bit without Messi, and people think that's ridiculous given the players they've got, but they funnel everything f- through Messi, don't they? So mm. it's going to take them a little while to just, you know, they recalibrate. Stop, and Neymar's Neymar. So bang, stop. four goals, easy. But they can't stop conceding, though. That's the problem. And yeah. they get rather kind of a poor. I mean, they play Bartow Borisov in the Champions League this week, mm. and Borisov had a good result against Roma. I forget what it was off the top of my but I seem to remember them doing well. So you can see them scoring against Barcelona because they can't keep they can't keep goals out. They're weirdly, genuinely like Newcastle at the moment. <laughs> it's comparable not, result. Newcastle not, fans will take that. Well, nearly because they've just got the five. Um, <laughs> but they did have a man getting a haul. Uh, to see Suarez pass the ball to Neymar for the fourth uh, or Neymar's fourth goal. Well, yeah, which was Barcelona's fourth goal when Suarez could have easily gone for goal. It, to me, that just showed how much they love playing with each other and for each other. I was, I was amazed Suarez passed that. Well, for all, yeah, for all Suarez's faults and his, his obvious um, naughtiness, he is a very unselfish player. He's, a, he's so I'm, hardworking. Well, mm. Sturridge got so many goals exactly, yeah. because of Suarez's hard work and, and mm. so on and so forth. Other reasons as well and his own quality, of course. Uh, but, yeah, you just look at that pass on the side. My giddy arm, Jim. Mm. They're good going forward. But at the back, a little bit suspect. Uh, Real Sociedad, they lost home to Atleti 2-0. Moyes is in trouble. Yeah. They're two players sent off and they were they were quite hard done by perhaps not getting a penalty call in the dying minutes and then conceded straight after but the fans were chanting in English which well done yeah I respect um, that yeah I've, done, more, well, I've sort of gone the extra mile to be like rude though, but if you're going to do so. it uh, could, but, there's, but there's nothing deceitful about it is there yeah true there's nothing honourable <laughs> about chanting someone the man you're chanting about is not going to understand meet him halfway well all the way uh, yeah in this case because they the said way, yeah. boys go home yeah I mean, I know what you mean, Jim. It is rude. Listen to this for uh, um, uh, Matt Turner was in touch on Twitter and he said that um, Real Sociedad, between the 88th and 90th minute, received six yellow cards, two reds and let a goal in. Hence that wow. is industrious stuff. Well, uh, again, I thought they were hard done by as well. <laughs> Which yeah. just begins to get to grips with how mm. maybe they felt. Atleti were um, the, the second goal for <laughs> six Atleti. Six yellows? Yeah. The second goal was brilliant, though. Such power from, I think it was Carrasco, just just forced his way through. Actually, yeah. Griezmann's goal was similar. Griezmann's they, was fantastic. They both just ran in a straight line and yeah. were just stronger than the defenders. I like Griezmann. He looks like he's taken, he's just, he's, he has the appetite to want to be the best. He's taken yeah. on such mm. responsibility. Yeah. You know, it's really good to see. Griezmann's brilliant. You would <clears> suspect <throat> that come January or maybe next summer, someone will be in for Griezmann. And they oh, may well have been. Everyone will be. But I was surprised he didn't go... I was pleasantly surprised he didn't go and Atleti held on to him because he's such a valuable player. Only Messi and Ronaldo scored more goals in, in the people league. People were saying that... Some people have mentioned year. that... The Real, Although that was a hell of a lot more, I hate to do Some people are saying that the Real Madrid... Um, hierarchy are talking about Griezmann being the next Galactico and stuff and that's not yeah. how it starts isn't it really yeah, I think so it's not a bad looking chap because obviously uh, was it Di Maria 
Guillaume Balaguer said he wasn't good good looking enough to be a Galactico. Well, a lot of people used to say that about Rooney back in the day. When Rooney was banging yeah. the goals in, yeah. and people were talking about linking him with big clubs and stuff. Of course, he ended up going to Man United. But uh, there, I remember reading one or two think pieces that said, "Oh, if Rooney was as good looking as David Beckham, he'd be a he'd be." Yeah. Well, that was, there was a, someone from inside the club at Real Madrid. I forget who it was. It might even have been Florentino Perez that said Ronaldinho was too ugly to play for Real Madrid. I think that was sour. Just great. a dig, oh, though. Yeah. Just a dig. When Ronaldinho but, was but, ripping them, you know. But the fact that that's. That's even in the sphere of digs. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> absurd. The digger sphere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do agree. Uh, let's go to international football. It's the Euro 2016 playoffs. Ireland have been drawn against Bosnia-Herzegovina. Said this on the um, Sirius phone-in show. You Every did. Every Thursday, 1pm Eastern, if you're in the US, I said Ireland have got nothing to fear from this draw. Yep. And they've... I know Bosnia have got some good individuals and, and, and all that other business, but Ireland have got the second match at home, I believe, they which do. is brilliant for them. Mm. I think they can go through here. Oh, that game's going to be electric. Especially, you know, what they did against Germany. Mm. There's a template. If you're under the cosh away... Well, it's great because you look you look back in the recent past and you go, we know we can beat a great team because we've done it. Yes. Mind you, my, my and only... Also, sorry to cut in there, Marcus, but I think the um, the injustice of, uh, of the Thierry Henry, Thierry Henry handball situation mm-hmm. will, you know, even though it was quite a while ago, will still be fresh in their minds. They will want to make sure that they just give absolutely everything and just see that home. Imagine if Bosnia started with Henri up front. That'd be brilliant, <laughs> wouldn't it? Just yeah. declaring. Yeah, just whistling the Harlem Globetrotters theme <laughs> yeah, tune. Yeah. Would it not be uh, more poetic if they started him in goal? Yeah, that would be nice. Mm. It yeah. won't happen, obviously. No, a retired French footballer playing no. for Bosnia Herzegovina. Can't, ha- can't happen. Um, it's that sort of stuff that means we run over our runtime every single week. Can't happen, won't happen <laughs> with no. the football ramble. Yeah. Uh, I, I take those points. The only thing that I would slightly worry about is because Ireland are playing a team perhaps of a similar capability or similar ability Ireland play best with their backs to the wall against Germany for example yeah. if Ireland need to take the game to them I wonder I don't think I don't think that's true because I think it, I think Bosnia will ear up the first game and go we've got to win this and they'll come at them and Ireland can then treat it that way well, okay. and then obviously of course the first game informs the second but you take you, I, I don't know if everyone else agrees with me but I'd definitely take the second leg at home for sure oh, absolutely so, yeah. Yeah. No, I would agree with that but Sweden that. Denmark's a nice one as well yeah which is what I said on the uh, phone in show mm. I was pleased uh, they got each other in the draw because it'll be a tasty one um, Ukraine versus Slovenia the Ukraine coach uh, Zavarov didn't hide his feelings after this, saying, "It is a fine draw for us. We can be happy with that." <laughs> <laughs> Although I have to say, I have to say, before I, I really wanted to stitch him up, but he did go on to say, "And it is important to avoid un- any underestimation of us." Which you've just done with your yeah. first quote. <laughs> yeah, from this point on. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lovely old draw. Uh, we can't underestimate right, them. I've said what we're all thinking. <laughs> now, got to shut the game. <laughs> yeah, so we'll all be uh, back in Slovenia there. Mm. <laughs> Norway v Hungary was uh, the last mm. one. I'm sure you all knew That's that. That's an interesting one too. That is, that is a tasty one. You, I mean, from a Scandinavian point of view, it's a shame that all three Scandinavian sides couldn't be going to the, yeah. to the finals. I'd like to see Sweden go through because, of course, uh, Zlatan and Sweden missed out in the World Cup. Yeah. Um, so I'd be, I mean, I've got nothing against Denmark, but um, I'd like to see Sweden. You'd like to see Lord Bentner there, wouldn't you? Yeah, I'm not that bothered. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like I've had my fill of him now. <laughs> yeah, he um, some time ago, in fact. Yeah, he he played in the last round of games, and um, like, he, oh god, he had this shot from about <laughs> from about forty yards out that missed the goal by about fifteen yards. It was it was just astounding. And then just looked around at everyone, going, "What? Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, you'd have done, you'd have done worse." Yeah. No, he, he, Luke, he really he actually did do yeah, that. I bet he did, Jim, yeah. you he got sneered, You he? got to do this on the phone and show. You haven't done it on the podcast. You enjoyed Robin Van Persie's own goal for Holland. Oh on god, it was. 
joyous. Okay, that's it. Uh, the little yeah. boy inside him is a fool, isn't he? Yeah, there you go. There we are. Now it's time for the highlights of the week with Luke Moore. Hello, everyone. Hi. I've done a few already, haven't I? I've sprinkled a few highlights you from have? listeners oh, throughout the show. You've so been a good week. Have. They haven't had to wait. They haven't all had to wait till the end. But um, anyway, we're here now. Um, Connor Armstrong on Twitter says, My highlight of the week is Steve McLaren's Hair Island. Um, the only manager I can think of who is able to have two hairstyles on the same head. To which I say, Connor, does Jerry Francis not even exist to you anymore? Yeah. He's, like, he's got about five. Mm-hmm. Um, His hairstyles have hairstyles. He thinks Steve McLaren's an amateur. When have, it comes we, to have we got an update on Jordan Lechkov? No, we who haven't. Who had the tiniest of islands. Why didn't Lechkov go. Ooh, yeah. You've gone off piece there. Yeah, do, I you have. Want to, do you want to throw it to the listeners I'll, uh, for a Lechkov update? I'll uh, row all the way back to the, 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 the boat, boat house. house. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Got there in the end. Nazi Bidassi says, uh, my highlight is Neville and Giggs allowing a group of 30 homeless people to stay in their derelict yeah. hotel over the winter. Brilliant. Very yep. nice to see that. Yep. Um, what else have we got here? Oh, Charlie Harris is, is weighed in on the uh, on the hot potato of football chat that is Joe Cole to Coventry. Yeah. He says, Coventry have signed Joe Bloody Cole to strengthen an area we don't even really need to strengthen, but it's amazing. Joe Bloody Cole? Yeah, there he is. Um, and this is quite a nice one, actually, uh, from L.O. Benny on Twitter. He says, uh, Dion Dublin earning his BBC wages, which are paid for by all of us, by the way. Yep. Mm. Um, I don't want to get on their back because I'm a fan of the BBC, but it's in the context of this. I'm happy to fund the dupe. Uh, Dion Dublin <laughs> earning his BBC wages, uh, wages with thoughtful, considered Analysis when asked about Gagan pressing, of course, Jürgen, Jürgen Klopp's uh, tactic of choice, yep. with the following: not interested. <laughs> Cheers. I actually went to a Sunday. My heart of the week is I went to a Sunday league game. I'm um, over the back of my parents' place. Like, there's a um, couple of playing fields over the back of there, and I, w- I went over to watch uh, some some games. It's quite entertaining to do on a Sunday it, morning. It sounds like bliss. It was mm. great. Some, <laughs> it was great. Some sort of football narnia. <laughs> it was great. And um, <laughs> but, the, but the fantastic thing was, I saw uh, a team. Um, I got there about halfway through the first half. I just stood around watching, and this one team were getting battered. About it's about I think it's about two 0 at half time, and uh, you get your boots on. I, I promise you this happened. I, I was close enough to hear the team talk from the manager, and he said, "Come on, lads! In the second half, we've got to remember about our pressing game." <laughs> <laughs> they got eight, I got beat eight two, so That's the pressing great. game wasn't really uh, wasn't really apparent. You should have uh, you should have said, "I'll take the team talk." No doubt they'd have known you. No, yeah. being a face out, in that area, staying out of it, mate. Yeah. Staying out of it. Mm. Um, highlights of the week, Jimmy. Well, I think my highlight of the week is actually something from uh, from our very own forum on our on our website. Very, the, on, yeah. very on message, Jim. Mm. The, uh, the the listeners, this really needs to be seen to be believed. They've, they've done something called the Robbie Keane Cup, where they've oh. effectively invented a very, very detailed, um, proper sort of hardcore football fans sort this, of yeah. fantasy football game. And it's um, it's it's great. So get over there, have a look at it. Like Way in, way in. Yeah. Way, I mean, it's like you pick a squad of 12 with the combined 600 international caps <laughs> of any player, current or retired, who won their first cap from 1960 onwards. That's one of the sort of boundaries it's of sort it. Of thing, it's very detailed. It's the sort of thing every single one of us presented would, would lose easily yeah definitely um, but it's uh, I'll give the URL it's thefootballramble.com forward slash forum yeah a couple of highlights from me Mike Greller scoring after seven seconds for New York Red Bulls I think it was setting a new MLS record nice mm. to see I did mean that's yes Jim did you see the Greek um, uh, stretcher man oh that was good he was being stretched off and he fell off twice yeah no the, 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 there's a player being stretched off and uh, one of the stretcher men fell over and then picked <laughs> picked the stretcher up again, and then just just fell on the guy. They took him off, dumped him on the floor because clearly there was a bit of anger between the annoyed. two yeah. the two stretcher men. <laughs> yeah, but the one who didn't didn't drop the guy was having a go at the guy who dropped him. But he was so angry, he just wasn't even acknowledging his presence. He was like <laughs> like an angry teenager. You can see it on the footballram.com. Uh, Kelly put it up there, and also what Kelly's done this week is or the always excellent Kelly. Oh yeah. I should say. Um, you will find Eric Cantona's unnecessarily furry backside. 
That's got to be seen to be believed. Uh, the only two men in the world who would make Jose Mourinho beg Ava Canero to return to Chelsea. Uh, Getafe's latest attempt to recruit more fans. And uh, this one doesn't require a trip to the sperm bank, thankfully. And a rather unwelcome insight into what football would be like if Kelly wrote it in the poorly titled Weekend Highlights. Unfortunately, though, it does involve a gilet and some nudity. Mm. Uh, so follow Kelly on at underscore Kelly Wells if you dare. Absolutely. One more highlight. Ramon Vega throwing his hat into the ring for the FIFA presidency. I like this. I think mm. that makes sense. He's a, he's a learned, intelligent, educated man who seems to me like a um, a fairly honest pro as well. Former Spurs and Switzerland man. I come without baggage and I have substantial experience from both football and in finance. Perfect candidate for me. Yeah. Mm. Um, don't forget uh, the preview show every uh, Friday morning. You can get that in your internet pipes. Well worth a turn of the head. The uh, email address is show at thefootballramble.com. The Twitter is at Football Ramble. And the website where the always excellent Kelly Wells operates is thefootballramble.com. Any more for any more, gentlemen? That's me cooked. There we are. Say goodbye, Jim. Goldblum, go home. <laughs> Say goodbye, Luke. I'm a survivor. Goldblum, stay here. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTER Exclusions apply. See site for details.